Hey, college kids, welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? Today is a solo episode while I discuss my ACT experience because I have already taken the test and I've received my scores. And I've also taken the SAT before as well, so I can give a comparison of the two and then my future plans for standardized testing. I hope you enjoy. All right, so I took the SAT right before my junior year started, so in the fall of 2021, and that was the first ever standardized test I took for college, like a college and not a college entrance exam, but for college. I took it at the right before my junior year started, and I got a 1480 on that, and I do have an episode on my experience with the SAT, so if you want to check that out, I guess you can keep scrolling and find it eventually. But then after I took the SAT, I got a 1480, which is a good score. I think that put me in the 97th, 98th percentile. So I was set with a solid SAT score. However, I was still in my junior year. And for me, the SAT, what I struggled with is the reading section, which I think most people struggle with. On the, I feel like most people <laughs> struggle with that on the SAT because with the math section, it's basic math that you've known. You know all the math that you're supposed to do on the SAT. It's just a matter of deciphering the questions. With English, all your life, you've been told to think outside the box, to interpret, find the deeper meaning of things, whereas the SAT is the exact opposite of what we've been told our entire lives. So when we read a passage and there's a question, we automatically go towards interpreting it or finding the deeper meaning, which is the exact opposite of what the SAT wants you to do. So I struggled on the reading section, and I did hear that of the people I've interviewed so far, those who were more STEM-leaning did better on the ACT than they did on the SAT. And I said to myself, okay, I tend to be better at STEM than I do at the humanities, like reading and such. So let me just take a stab at the ACT. And I'm still a junior, so I have over a year until I have to... Well, at that point, I had over a year until I had to submit college apps. So why not take the chance and just do the SAT, see which one I do better on. And then if I do really well on the SAT, then I don't have to think about standardized testing again. If I don't do well, then I'll just take the SAT again. So preparations were like most standardized tests. I went onto the website and I think most people will have a College Board account if you do take AP classes. And that's the way you register for the SAT. With ACT, you have to go to like the ACT site and make an account there and register. But other than that, it was pretty much the same as registering for the SAT. Bunch of information you need to fill out and photos and you have like an admissions ticket that you need to print out, so on and so forth. They're pretty much similar in the way you sign up. And then I went to ACT to take the test. Well, I guess I, I should first talk about preparation. So for preparation... There are ACT, ACT tests online and, you know, there are ACT tests, SAT tests all online. People create their own, have you study, but the best way to do it is to take the test that the actual organization has done. So College Board with the SAT, I did the practice test, the um, eight College Board practice tests that are made by College Board and their practice SATs. Those are the best ways to prepare. And I didn't do all eight of them. I did four of them. And that's the way I prepared for the SAT. And I did the similar way for the ACT. I got this book from the number one best-selling guide from the makers of the ACT, the official ACT prep guide 2020 to 2021. And in there, it's just a bunch of practice tests and the answers are all in there. And there's like a scoring rubric so you can score yourself for each test as well. 
So that's the preparation I did. And I started probably a few weeks out before, like, yeah, I would say a few weeks. I did a total of, I think, four. Well, no, I did three whole practice tests. And then I just made sure to do the science section of the ACT more uh, another time, just one separate section, because that's the part that is different from the SAT. The SAT has four sections, just like the ACT, but two of the sections are math sections, and then two are like English sections. For the SAT, for the ACT, you have one math section, a reading section, a writing section, just like the SAT, but instead of an additional math section, you have a science section. And obviously, that's the unfamiliar one to me, so I just wanted to practice with that. And with the ACT, the other difference is that it's more fast-paced than the SAT. So for the SAT, they would give you like 50, I think about 52 questions to answer in, um, I don't remember what the time was, but it was like, I think an hour or something like that. And then for the writing section, I'm I'm not sure about the numbers exactly, but you have more time on the SAT than you do the ACT. Like for the ACT, you have 60 minutes to do the 60 question math section for the science section you have 35 minutes to do 40 questions for the reading or for the writing section you have 45 minutes to do 75 questions that's like all your grammar sentence structure and stuff and then the reading i'm not a hundred percent sure uh the reading test you also have 35 minutes to do 40 questions so it is more fast-paced than the sat but on the SAT, I didn't really struggle with time, so I thought that won't be really much of an adjustment. So as I was taking my practice test, the highest score, like composite score I got on the ACT practice test was a 34. And if you translate my SAT score to the ACT equivalent, it's roughly 33. So scoring a 34 on my practice test obviously looked good because it looked like I was improving. Oh, and one thing for the ACT, so as I said, as I was interviewing people, they were like, oh, the ACT is better for STEM-oriented kids, and I can see why people would say that. The reading section, and the not the really the writing, writing is just writing, but the reading section on the ACT is so much more straightforward. Like, if you genuinely struggle with the reading on the SAT, I would give the ACT a shot. It is so much more straightforward, and I had already learned the techniques from the SAT to do well on the SAT reading section. Now that I have the ACT, I have all those tools in my mind and it became so much easier and it was just so much more clear cut. And I kept, that was like my highest score on my practice test because with the ACT, what they do is for each section, for math, your science, your reading and your writing, you receive a score out of 36 and then they average those scores. This is without the essay on the ACT, which is a whole nother story. I don't know much about that one, but there's an option to take the ACT with the, with the essay. I took the ACT without the essay. So what they do is each um, section is given a score out of 36 and then they just average those and that's your composite score. That's your overall ACT score. So yes, the reading section is so much more easier on the ACT. If you're really struggling, give the ACT a try. Just give a practice test a try and maybe you'll end up liking and you'll do better on the ACT. So I kept practicing and as I said, my highest score was a 34. And... I honestly, the science section is the only unfamiliar thing for me. The other sections were like very familiar. I knew what I was doing. For the science section, that's why I practice. It's not particularly hard. And I will share a tip with the science section, which is quite literally the only tip that there is for the science section. When you're seeing all these graphs and tables and observations and these passages and these reports written by scientists or students who did the experiment, 
you don't read any of that. You don't, you jump straight to the questions and they'll say in table two, according to blah, 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 blah. And you just go back to table two. You don't need to look over the whole thing and then do the questions. You immediately jump to the questions. So that was unfamiliar for me, but I knew that it was kind of, I wouldn't say common sense, but there's no way you would be able to read or even just skim all the stuff that the data they give you and then answer the six or seven corresponding questions. And there are six quote unquote science passages. They're just like sets of data or reports. And then there are six to seven questions that correspond with those. So you you would uh, it would just be impossible to be able to read those, even skim those and then answer the questions. So you jump straight to the questions. And I was doing fine on the the highest score I got for the science ACT portion was a 35. I was like, okay, this is great. I think I'm going to do all well the ACT. So I come in on test day, a Saturday, 8 a.m. And I go into my classroom and I start. And I think I started with the writing section. I think that's the first one, the 45 questions and 75 minutes, like grammar, sentence structure. And I went through that and I was doing fairly well. I was like, okay, this is working. This is going well for me. And I felt really confident with the writing section. And the writing section did end up being my highest score. I got a 34, I guess we can say out of 36 on the writing. I I didn't know that at the time, but I felt confident. Okay. And then now we move on. The next section was the math section. Now this math section was, and I must like, I would call myself, I guess, a STEM, STEM person. I do relatively well with STEM, like math and science. And math was never a struggle for me. On the SAT, I think I got a 770. On the math section, both of them combined. And I probably made like a couple careless errors. So math was never really a struggle. So I never expected math section to be hard. But it was hard. And I was freaking out in the middle of the test. I was like, what is this? I've always been good at math. What's going on here? And then after the math, we had a break. And I'm walking in the hallway and I hear people like, what was that math section? Like, why was that math section so randomly hard and I was like okay it was not just me so the math section was a little bit harder uh, but is so manageable and I got a 33 on the math section and then next came the reading section now the reading section I freaked out because there's one passage I was reading it and I just couldn't process it and whenever it asked me a question I just couldn't go back in the passage and find where it was talking about but I did end up doing relatively well in the reading section I got a 33 on that And now the last section, the science section, the section that I thought I would be fine on because I did extra practice on and the highest score I got was a 35 on my practice test. So I start the science section. It's going okay, I guess, uh, just like any other practice test. And then the last couple passages, there are six passages. So like probably the last two passages. I don't know why, but I think I started freaking out. I saw the time I saw that I only had, because when I was practicing for the science section, it is it is really fast paced. You have 40 questions and you have 35 minutes to answer them. And after getting through the passages, I would still have a good four or five minutes after I finished all the questions to go back and just look at the um, answers that I was unsure about. So I would put like a star next to what I'm unsure about and I would go back and just see and look on the data, make sure the day, um, the like the graphs and whatever, make sure the data was aligning with the question. So I would always have time. But the proctor, she called like on the last two passages, she was like, okay, you have like seven minutes left. And I freaked out. I was like, what? This has never happened with me. I've never done this on the science ACT. I always, by this time, I'm like finishing up the last passage, but I haven't even started the fifth passage. So I started freaking out and I rushed through it. And I think one of, it was either the fifth or the sixth one. I could not for the life of me find any of the answers. 
And that was just me freaking out. Like the answers were obviously there. It it wasn't more difficult or like a scavenger hunt trying to find the answers. No, I was just freaking out in my mind. And I, I honestly don't know why I was so slow that day, but whatever. So I got a 29 on the science section. So my overall composite score for the ACT is a 32. So mind you, my ACT equivalent for my 1480 on my SAT was a 33. So I went down technically, technically. I went down on my ACT score. So I have a 32 on my ACT right now and I have a 1480 on my SAT. And for those of you that are curious, on my SAT, I got a 770 on math and then 710 on the English section, which is the reading and the writing section combined. So of course I didn't know this, but after I knew I screwed up the science section, like terrible. I thought I got in the low 20s. I'm surprised I even got a 29, but, and I don't want to sound obnoxious. It's just, I was aiming for like a 34 or 35, but I got a 32 and a 32 is a good score. By no means, it's not a bad score either. A 1480 on the SAT is not a bad score either, but it's the expectation I put on myself and I was just expecting more from myself than what I got. So after I got my score back, it was fairly obvious that I was going to be taking the SAT, which is so surprising because I didn't expect to screw up the science section. If I had done what I had done on the practice test for the science section, my composite score would have probably been about a 34 instead of a 32. So that that pissed me off, but whatever. So now I'm going to be doing the SAT. So as for my future plans with the SAT, I am... As I'm filming this right now, it's November 22nd. I'm in my junior year. I'm I'm starting Thanksgiving break, thank God. And I'm not going to focus on the SAT for now because I obviously have schoolwork and then next thing you know, midterms are going to be coming up. But but that's like in a couple months. So what I'm going to do is the summer of my senior year, I'm going to take the SAT again. And this time I'm going to go full on preparation. I will say I didn't prepare as well as I should have for the SAT. Like I did a few weeks out. I did the practice test. I did relatively good preparation, but not as rigorous as I should have. So the summer, like of junior to senior year, I'm going to practice my ass off and then I'm going to take the SAT again. And if if you're unfamiliar with how these tests, the SAT and the ACT work, what many colleges do, and you have to look through the individual college. Not all colleges do this, but I think the vast majority do. At least, yeah, the vast majority will do this, I think. And if not now, maybe in the year that you're applying, they'll do it. It's getting quite popular. So there's this thing called super scoring. And what they'll do is they'll look at your individual section score. So your math section score, your reading section. So for the SAT, it would just be the math and then the reading. But then the science, you have a score for each of the four sections. And they'll take however many times you took the SAT or ACT, they will take the best score from each test for the math section, your best reading section score, and they will combine it and that'll be your super score. So for example, on the SAT, I got a 1480, 770 for math, and then 710 for reading. Let's say I take the SAT, well, let's not, let's say I will be taking the SAT. So let's, when I take the SAT next time, let's say I get a 770 again on math, whatever, that's my math. But uh, let's say I get a 760 on my reading section or my English section. And even though I got a 710 on the first test, what they'll do is they'll take my 770 or let's do a better example. Let's say on the next SAT, hopefully not, but I go down in my math math score and I get a 760, but I go up in my reading score and I get a 760 there. What they'll do is 
760 was my lowest math score, but 770 was my highest math score. So they'll take my 770 in math and then they'll take my 760 in English, even though I got a 710 before, and they'll combine those two seven, what was I saying, 7070? I mean, my two 760s, and that'll make my super score of 1520. So even though I got like a 1480 on this one and a, oh no, no, yeah, 770 on math and 770 would be 1530 would be my super score. So even though I got a 1480 on my first one, and then theoretically, hypothetically, I get a 1560 on my second one, my overall would be 1530 because they took my best math and my best English score. And the same thing for the ACT, except there are four sections, the science, reading, writing, and math section. They'll take the best score. So that's what I'm hoping to do with my SAT. Definitely, definitely going to focus on the reading section of the SAT. That's the reading section. Oh my God. Yeah. Definitely focus on the reading section of the SAT. I'm pretty set for math. The only mistakes I ever make at this point are just careless errors, like dropped a negative or I made this a positive sign instead of a negative, whatever, stuff like that. So I just need to be careful of those. And then writing, I'm pretty good on. So those are my future plans for standardized testing. But I will say again, since I have taken both the SAT and the ACT and I have gotten my scores back and I've gone through the entire experience, Definitely, if you are a very solid, strong STEM kit. Now, science section does not mean you don't need to know a single single thing about science to do well on the science section of the ACT. But what I think makes the ACT easier for STEM-oriented students is the English section is a whole lot easier. It's not that there's a science section, oh, I can do really well in the science and they'll make up for my English. No, the science section has nothing to do with your science at all. Like you're... It's a matter of if you're able to find the data that you need in time, in a set amount of time, and then quickly answer that. So, But the ACT is much easier if you struggle a little bit with reading. The writing is, I think that's pretty much the same. I didn't see any difference in the writing section for the SAT versus the ACT. But if you struggle with reading, I would recommend the ACT. And you're relatively good at math, I would recommend the ACT. So that, and then the SAT, the SAT is the math section compared to the ACT, at least this one, this ACT math section was hard for some reason. But overall, I think the math sections are pretty similar. If I were to say one is hard, it would be the ACT. But the English section on the SAT, the reading section specifically, is much harder than it is on the ACT. So that is my experience so far. Maybe, uh, let's say, seven, eight months from now when I've taken the SAT again, I will share my experience with that again. And give you the final result of the score I will be submitting to colleges. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one.